Hey, this is Don Slater from Battlecross. And you're listening to Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare on Rock 94.7. You doing all right yourself? I can't complain, can't complain. War of Will, your debut album, Battlecross's debut album, got so much love. Do you, like, have to pinch yourself from time to time and say, wow, this really is happening? Oh, yeah, man. Since the first album, shoot, man, ever since we got picked up from Metal Blade, it's just like... Am I am I really living the dream that everyone's telling me I'm living? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It really is. Especially especially the hype that's surrounding this one. I mean, we we thought we were gonna have a hard time surpassing the first one. This one, I think we did a really good job. <laughs> well, the first single, uh, that uh, Force Fed Lies. Now, here's the thing. I, I guess uh, I, I'm not a music industry guy, and a lot of people who listen to the show, I mean, we're just normal schmucks going about our day-to-day lives, working in the paper mill or something. And now, here's the thing. Give us a, a feel for the for the science, for the art of deciding what the lead single is going to be. Because Push, Pull, Destroy, when you guys released that, it just lit up the charts, and then your next two singles did the same. Now, Force Fed Lies, I got a feeling about this one, too, man. What is the science of figuring out what you guys are going to ask radio and and whatever to play first? You know, it it really just comes down to just listening to each track. As For one, while you're recording it, you get a feel for the song. And and as you hear the mixes come back and hear it play, you, you can just... It, it's it's hard to describe, man. You just feel that hook. I mean, that that you know that we called it the Slayer Ripper. <laughs> just where it just really chugs it out right there. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's gonna get heads banging right there. It's just you know, it's just it's what what the what the crowd is really gonna feed off of, man. And just how the song feels and that it's really not a whole lot of science to it. It's just how the song feels when it when it initially comes off the press, man. Like striking the iron, like ooh. This is going to be a good one. Well, that leads into my next question here. I mean, let, let's get to it, man. The name Battlecross, that is one of the most metal names since metal <laughs> came to Metal Town. Now, when when you guys decided on Battlecross, were you guys going through a list of names and then when you hit Battlecross, was there that moment of inspiration or something? Dude, you know, as uh, Huron and Tony, they're the ones, like, they already had Battlecross, not... They they were going through members. I joined it when it was already called Battlecross, and just here I think they just they just went through a bevy of names, man. Like you said, they went through a list, looked at which one said solid, said you know what, that's a strong name right there, and that's really what it is. Like you see a lot of bands now just picking old phrases and all like and stuff like that, but nothing just a solid just name now. And I think I think they just want to go with something solid, and well, they they hit the right number. Well, it's good branding, as the marketing wonks will say. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, uh, battle. Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead, brother. Oh, I was just gonna say, you know, it's got the hard consonants and everything, man. Just like our favorite swear words and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ah, battle cross. Watch your mouth. Um, so, so here's the thing, Don. Um, you guys describe yourselves as a blue-collar thrash metal. That's one of your your branding statements, again, as my marketing wonks will say. So uh, let me ask you something, Don. What does that mean to you? What does the statement blue-collar thrash metal mean to you? That means we like to work. Uh, we're, you know, nose to, nose to the grindstone, man. I mean, we, you know, blue-collar workers, we, we come from a from essentially a blue collar state, you know, with all the auto industry or everything around here, it, you know, we we've had you know technical deaths, we've had you know thrash deaths, we've had all kinds of like, you know what, let's mix it up a little bit. If people can make all these labels, we're, we're blue collar thrash because we just like to go out there, work, kick butt, take names, 
and move on. You know, just say, hope you enjoyed the show. You know, let's get ready. It's just, it, 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 we really just try to convey, like, hey, man, we're out here to work. You're going you're gonna to get some energy out of us. Well, you guys have a lot of work uh, coming your way over the next few months, including an appearance at the Orion Music and More Festival, the big gig that Metallica's putting together in your hometown of Detroit. Dude, how stoked yeah. are you about this epic hometown gig? Incredibly. I, I've still got neighbors that live around me. Like, oh, Orion Fest. Like, yeah, we're playing that. No. Like, yes. The fact that, you know, we're out there with Metallica, Got our buddies that we just went uh, came off a tour with uh, within Flames, uh, All Shall Perish. They're going to be playing that gig too, man. It's just, it's I'm stoked. Especially it's Metallica, dude. <laughs> it's it's Metallica. I, how many how many opportunities you gonna say? Oh, I played a gig that Metallica. It not only not only is it a gig, but it's their gig. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, that's that's the thing. And you know, when you now you're talking about those neighbors that, that you're telling about the gig. I mean. It's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, you can go out on tour to, like, state after state, hitting country after country, city after city, and you are big stuff to all these kids that are in the crowd. But then when you come home, you know, it's like your relatives are like, oh, that's what you still do for a living there, hey? But then you tell them, hey, I'm opening for Metallica. That'll even get your Aunt Yehudi to go, wow, you guys really are big time now. <laughs> even, my, even my little grandma, you you always tell me, you should play country. You really should play country. <laughs> it's so much more popular. Oh, Grandma, I'm not going to play country. <laughs> uh, now, aside from the Metallica gig, you guys have some other big ones coming up, too. You're going to be on the Rockstar Energy Drink Mayhem Festival Tour with, uh, yeah. with the label mates Amon Amarth and Rob Zombie, Behemoth, and Mastodon. And then one of the more interesting gigs that you guys have coming up, you're going to be at the annual Guar BQ. Have you yes, guys jammed sir. with Guar before? Once back in 2009, we uh, here uh, we played at Harp. We opened up for them. Harp was we sold the most tickets. That's how they run it. You know how many per ticket you sell is the, is the spot you get. Mm-hmm. We we were the le- we were the last local act, and so we got to share the big stage with Guar. And it's just it was intense because Guar. I get a lot of flack for it, but Guar is the band that got me into metal. They they are my penultimate favorite band of all time. So just the fact that we're playing barbecue is like, okay, you guys have no idea. Like, there's Cloud 9, I'll be on Cloud 22. <laughs> <laughs> and probably stained with a few things from the Guar show, too, for that matter. Dude, if I can, fight, if I, if I can find all white clothing, you betcha. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. You see, my brother, he's a, he's a massive Guar mark, and that's what he does. He wears white to every show just to see how many different colors of odorous spunk he can end up with uh, on a shirt by the time he's done. And you always end up purple. You're always purple by the end of the, by the end of the show. I mean, the creases in your palm, like you won't be able to get that dye out. It'll take at least three showers to get that stuff out of your skin, dude. <laughs> now uh, let's uh, let's get into the band here a bit more uh, for just a sec. You're a lead vocalist, Kyle uh, Gumby Gunther. According to his official bio on the Battlecross website, he says that Brett Favre is his, is his hero. How is that flying in uh, in Lions Country, there, pal? That's the first time I've heard of that. You, you know, that that might be the that's a good reason. You know, I can't believe that's the first time I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do okay, my not, homework. Not, yeah. 
Yeah, he did. And you know what? I'm, he's supposed to be here in a little bit. I think I'm going to have to give him a little bit of flack for that. He's, he's always been lions, 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 lions. I didn't know Brett Favre was that. Hmm. Yeah, All right. yeah I don't know. He, he looks up to him to some extent. Now, maybe here's the thing. He may look up to him because he ended up moving over to the Vikings, which kind of stuck in, in the Packers craw for a while. So maybe that's what it's all about. He, he, he likes the fact that he's an epic troll in the, in the uh, NFC North. Yeah, he's, he's working on those journeyman cards, that's for sure. There you go. Now, my next question uh, involves uh, one of your uh, guitarists, uh, Hiran. And, dude, how do you pronounce that dude's last name? Hiran, like the lake. Now, Hiran, but but his last name, man, how do you pronounce that? Dharani Yagala. Uh, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, 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 it's actually very phonetic, but I've heard it butchered so many times. I, I tell people when we go in, because, you know, some fast food places ask for your first name. And he always goes, here on, he has to repeat it like five times. I tell him, like, dude, just go in and tell your name is Pete. Or something <laughs> like that. You know, don't give him your name. Just say, hey, I'm Pete. Yeah, <laughs> there you care. go. There you go. May as yeah, well. Ronnie Agala. You're Ronnie Agala. I, I'm, I'm going to keep working on that. It, it, <laughs> you know, the thing is, uh, like in this uh, area of the country, we've got a lot of uh, Polish uh, stock around here. And like a lot of the last names around here are nothing but consonants. And it's like, oh, no. how do you get that sound out of putting three K's, a Y, and, and, a, and the number three together? How the hell did that happen? Yeah. Now, like that, what's that name? That, that Coach K guy that's out there on uh, over in the East. I, I can't remember what college he, he, he does. He, uh, I think he's a basketball coach. Like, Chris, 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 I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can't, can't you just get a pseudonym or something, man? Coach Boss. Yeah. Do, it, do it like that. Now, um... Going through the band's bios, though, I noticed a pattern. Uh, your your uh, vocalist Kyle, he's got an epic beard. Uh, Huron's got an epic beard. Uh, your guitarist Tony's rocking the chin strap, and you have these seriously ridiculously awesome sideburns. Now, does your drummer Shannon Lucas also sport epic facial hair? Shannon has a beard. Shannon has Shannon has a formidable beard. Now he did. <laughs> I, I just I do want to clarify, just so I don't get anyone's hopes up, but uh, Shannon. He was our session drummer for the album. We'll have uh, we're having Kevin Talley. He'll be our drummer for uh, for the Mayhem tour and for Orion as well. Aha! Uh-huh. Now does uh, he sport as, epic as, facial hair? Uh, he tries. I mean, he'll <laughs> get the he'll he'll get the scruff going, but I think that's about as far as he can go. Could, could this affect his future with the band? I mean, are, is epic facial hair a requirement to be a member of Battlecross? He's got to at least try, man. He at least <laughs> has to try. Awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, a couple of th- a couple other things I picked up from uh, from y'all's bios. I see that your hobby you have many interesting hobbies. For instance, uh, hermiting, which, which uh, you, you got to explain that. Do you just like go live in the woods and not talk to human beings for a year? What what's hermiting? Well, I'm I'm a, I'm an urban hermit. I, I like to if it's really hot or sticky, or I have nothing I do. I'll just stick. I'll just hang out and play video games all day. I mean that that's. I'll just kind of just get in my cubby hole and say, yeah, there, there is a world out there, but I really don't care right now. <laughs> now, when it comes to gaming, I see that you're uh, undefeated at Nintendo Championship Bowling. Um, and now, are you yeah. a new school gamer, old school gamer? What, what kind of stuff do you get into? I I love playing the old stuff, man. I you know, I, just, I, I can If anyone turns on Legend of Zelda in front of me, it's like, move, I'll have this beat in half an hour. <laughs> but, uh... But as far as, yeah, dude, I love the new games that come out and everything. I, you know, some, some of them try too hard, in my opinion. I just like just good old-fashioned gameplay. So I'm like, I like the sweeping stories and all that. That's awesome. But, yeah, I, I, I like them both. I give, everything a, I give everything a try. It's just, I, 
especially with the new systems they just unveiled. I, I'm sorry, I, I can see all of them wanting to go, you know, they all want to be the epic, the epicenter of your home entertainment system. I, I just look at what does it play games. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Now, are you on uh, Xbox Live or uh, PlayStation Network or Steam or something like that? I'm on uh, I'm on PlayStation Network and I'm on uh, Xbox Live as well. Do you ever play with fans? I do, but when fans play the same game, I say I I'm on kind of a limited income, so it's like I have to wait until the games kind of hit the bargain bin. <laughs> Me too, brother. I got <laughs> I got a wife and two kids. I feel you. <laughs> so by the by the time I'm finally hopping online, most of the guys that were going to play that game already done, beat it, moved on. No, but some, sometimes I can say, "Hey, dude, come play with me. I, I want to do this co-op real quick." <laughs> I feel you. Well, you know what? In the event, in the event that there are other bargain gamers like uh, yourself and myself out there, are you comfortable sharing your gamer tag with the uh, with the uh, Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare audience? Yeah, no problem, man. Um, let's see, Xbox. Will be DJ, like dog, John, <laughs> Slater, S L A T E R, 81. There we go. DJ Slater 81. And then you can uh, you know, play uh, old school, not not quite old school. If it's available for five bucks in the bargain bin, five to, five to $20, is that about your range? Yeah, yeah. I, the, the highest I'll go is 20 bucks. Yeah, same, right, same here, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. 60 bucks for a new game. That's, that's like, come on, dude. Yeah, 60 that, that, bucks that, for a game. For a game that's going to end up being a coaster a few <laughs> a few months. Right. That's three packs of strings, man. Come on. I have priorities there. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Okay, we're going to start a Bargain Gamers clan on Xbox Live. You, you, me, you, and DJ, Sl- and, uh, DJ Slater81 here. Uh, look for us, and we'll uh, smoke you at uh, Halo 3. I think that's five bucks at GameStop now. So Yeah, I got Halo Reach if anyone wants to play that, too. <laughs> there you go. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, now uh, let's see. Uh, one of your other uh, hobbies happens to be uh, butt mittens. Um, you, you got to explain that one too, bro. Oh, Budman's. That, that's it's pretty self-explanatory. It's where you, well, sorry, it only I think for me. It is o- only only only, <laughs> uh, only females need apply, but it's just essentially it's a good butt rub. Ah, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good at rubbing butts. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Well, well ladies it's in the, the hands, dude. It's the hands. I'm sorry. I mean, they're my only good asset. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? Asset. Uh, uh, well played. Well played. We'll golf clap that one, man. Well done. Well done. Now, <laughs> all right, butt mittens. I'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that the ladies in the Nightmare audience knows what's up with that. Um, now, yeah. you actually you actually carried a 210 average uh, for, for uh, 23. For, you bowled for like 23 years, man. Is there yeah. an alternate universe where you would have gone pro? I would have loved to, except uh, I didn't. I, uh, you know, I loved bowling. It was a great sport. But it, I got that average because I, I honestly think I got the average because I played the sport for so long. I mean, I loved it. I had fun. But I, the, the, the aura of the competition as far as bowling goes, I just couldn't handle. I, it, it's, it's not that it's too competitive. Like, man, these people are cutthroat. <laughs> Like, it seems like they'd almost like accidentally spill something on the floor just for you to step on it. So you step into it as you're going through your approach. Oops. Well, there goes that sweeper. Looks like I'm not winning anything tonight. But in an alternate universe, I would love to go pro. As silly as I think people look on TV and professional bowling, I would do it. 
So, uh, but but at this point, you're a recreational baller. So no no aspirations to play on Saturday afternoons on uh, on basic cable. Well, you know, if it meant ESPN, sure. If I was doing one of the big opens, but yeah, you know, I busted my back a few years ago, and I like to tell people it was from base jumping, but really, it happened during bowling. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I I don't know if I held on to the ball too long or what, but I went to go release, and next thing I know, the whole right side pretty much from my hip down to the middle of my thigh just doubled in size, and I just got worse where I couldn't even put my right foot in front of my left. And it recovered. I went back to go bowling, and it happened again, and I just put two and two together and said, okay, this seems to be the problem. Today I learned that high-level bowling is a dangerous cutthroat sport. I had no idea, bro. That's well, at, at, at least you know, and and you know, at, you know, just your hometown league where people already are already you know down a good six packs worth of beer. That, that, <laughs> they tend they, they tend to get a bit rowdy. So, so by your estimation, it is safer with beer, dude. It's bowling. I I can't bowl without beer. I'm sorry. I mean, it's it's more enjoyable. It, it's not unlike disc golf, man. Have you ever been, have you ever played disc golf? Yeah, man. We we get out there. We do some disking. Well, it, it's like that. It's it's a sport where you can go out, drink, smoke, what have you. It makes it ultimately more fun. It really does. I I the reason I was on the league is because I had buddies of mine that were you know that I've known for a while. We just get together once a week, drink, bowl, laugh at each other's scores watch each other miss something yeah, good time that, that sounds much more enjoyable than the than the back injuring and the uh the cutthroat underground it's almost like kingpin come to life man i had no idea it would be that uh <laughs> i had no idea it would, it would be that hardcore there are real life ernie mccrackens out there they really are <laughs> and thankfully for us there are real life don slaters too basis for Battlecross. pick up their brand new album war of will it comes out july 9th and catch them all over the road this summer don thank you so much for being on the nightmare man terry my pleasure man thanks for having me dude one two terry's coming for you this is Scary Terry's Saturday Nightmare. A force of evil. From Rock 94.7. <laughs>